This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! Yeah, all right, back once again with another podcast. Uh, we've got Daz Inman, aka Poom Styles, on today's episode. Uh, I think this is one that I've wanted to do for a while, so it's been it's been getting you at the right time, isn't it? Really? Hard to get hold of. Yeah, no, well, not even hard to get hold of. It's just at the right time. Obviously, living so far away from from me, it's like what two and a half hour drive or something like that. Yeah, and the rest is difficult for you, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, are we doing all right? Okay, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just stay plodding on. Uh, just do a little bit. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, how have you been, anyhow? All right. All right, mate. Been been, been quiet at the minute. Yeah. Getting getting back into this. Oh, obviously, with the lockdown and that, mm. everything's took a while to start picking back up, hasn't it? So, I've seen you've been doing loads of like sort of. We've talked about it off pod, but like you've been doing loads of like eighties uh, inspired stuff. Uh, what, what do you call it? Synthwave. Uh, new it? retro wave, I think it's yeah. called. But I just yeah, I started me make one of my mate Phil. He sent me it. So just like listen to this, listen to this. And then like when I've had the spare minute, I put some on. I was like, oh, I love those drums. But you're yeah. talking anything from ninety to one ten, one fifteen BPM. But I just loved it and thought I need want to learn how to do that. And obviously separating that from the bounce. Yeah. It's different world. I've I know it's a bit of a random one, but like but have you have you learned anything different um where maybe there's like techniques and stuff like that in the production where it might be a bit different and you could incorporate it into your bounce music. Ma- massive, yeah. This is because it's so different and such a slower BPM. Just learning out the the difference and even just using your MIDI. That was you know, I've even used MIDI different because it's not so fast, you yeah. know, it's just building things and then learning. The, the slower it was, it was easier to learn to play along to stuff and build the riff. So then just using those little techniques to get up to speed, once I hit 145 again, yeah. it was a it mega difference. Nice. Like, See, um, when, I was, when I was doing hardcore for a while, um, I used to write my pianos and, I f- and obviously sometimes when you write, you can go in at like half speed, do you know what I mean? So when I was doing it, I was like, Oh, it's getting the emotions going. This, but obviously, because it's like, because when you write a piano at like one fifty, you don't get that same um, yeah emotional vibe sort of thing. So, but when you when you're writing it at half speed at one seventy, then it, it was it's sort of like sort of got you a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the the emotion in the yeah. track that you can get from a slower speed. Funnily yeah. enough, I mean you can still get that say in a whatever trance yeah, but yeah. It, it, hardcore like it, well, that would mostly be in, in the breaks wouldn't it yeah 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 but even just having a slower speed with all the drums and stuff like that I think I'll <laughs> feeling this um, well I just want to get in um, and we'll start from the beginning um, how did you get into the music um, were you a raver or what, how I was, was it I was never a raver no it was a well I think I didn't start proper getting into music till I was about 11 12 and I went to the, went to watch Terminator Two in the cinema. How old <laughs> it was, and you could be mine. Guns and Roses was on the theme tune. But also, it was like a rock. So it was gu- uh, Guns and Roses, yeah. yeah. So I've, from then, I was like, I want to play the guitar. So I was started teaching myself all that. Went through all that, and then got to. That's when I got to like eighteen. I could start going out properly. Did you? Were you mates in that into music or? No, I had I had one mate who was sort of. I, no, he liked it, but it wasn't like. Oh, like yeah. well, he was more of a mate and not a not a best friend oh, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so we were sort of like had a little bit in common, but that was it. So yeah, all of my actual close mates had nothing. No, they weren't into DJing or nothing like that throughout anything. So it's hard, yeah. isn't it? When it yeah, when it's yeah, with yeah. your black sheep sort of, so to speak. But yeah. obviously, by the time I got to eighteen, and then it was. Wigan Pier, then that's what started that off. Right. Well, so it was Pier, was it? Obviously, because are you from Runcorner? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just Runcorn, I just thought it might have been a Liverpool thing more than a, a Wigan thing. Or? No, again, because like none of my mates went there, and like some of my mates started going, and I was like, dance music. Like, so yeah, I was thinking no. I was so into that. But what, then what year was this? 
you're talking from like 96, 97, I think I first went there, and 98. To Pia? Yeah. Right, and what was the tunes that were on at the time? Oh, you're talking like In My Eyes, Head Check. Right. All of them had just come out, uh, True Love Never Dies and stuff like that. So, right. that, so it was like the Euro trance and bit like... Yeah. yeah, so that was like the first time I did that, because I've been to... Oh, they, they ha- it was it was a hardcore heaven and it was a uh, in Milton Keynes. I went oh, right, there yeah, yeah. when I was eighteen. I was like, yeah, you know, it just wasn't feeling. But as soon as I went to Pierre, I was like, I like this. And I think it was probably like stuff like in my eyes because I had that guitar riff in it. I'm like, yeah. there's guitars in this shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so can you remember who was on when you went in the Pierre the first time? Yeah, cool. uh, it was Ben, Welly, Mick, and Bauer, DJ Bauer. Right, he, he doesn't play for them anymore. Right, yeah. that that was that was it. It was just them. See, see, when you went in, did it was it like, did you just did it feel like right? This is, this is this is it for me. Like I've it, uh, straight it, off the bat. It was like it. It was like a flip and a switch because it was after that. Going, me mates were like, did you like it? I was like, I really enjoyed that. Like, <laughs> when are we going again? And then obviously I, I get a couple of CDs and like I think the first CD I got hold of was a uh, Ben's Club Classics two, right. and it had like a one. It, it, it had a happiness on it. You know the. What's the other? Not one. The other one. Sound design. Oh, so, yeah, sound design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I had that on it and stuff like that, and I'm like, amazing. So I was, I was hooked from that. That's then. a tune, that by the way. It's a hell of a tune, isn't it? I still play. Um, oh, who was it that done? Uh, it was, it was Dave Gray who done a, a remix of it. Um, not so long ago, but he done it under another alias. Um, oh my god. Um, my mind's gone blank, but like. Oh. Uh, of an old track from that era. Yeah, it was um, it was it was happiness set her sound design. It's a everybody's moving yeah. to the beat. It's that, but he did like a he did like a proper like organ remix on it when it kicks in and it's, it's quite. It's quite oh really? Good, I right? didn't yeah. even hear it. I'd be intrigued actually because I love that. Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, yeah. He did it under um, the alias of it was him and somebody else, and they did um, a couple of tunes. Uh, Camp Collective. You know, have you heard of them? Oh, I think I've probably got. I've got actually a few of these. Never even did. Never even even heard of that. Though. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we did. They did a few cheesy like remixes under that, and it was like very like hard house, but like with an organ bass line. Yeah, but they, um, they, 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 they were sort of that era anyway. So I was I was hooked, and then I was like, I want to start DJing. And then, <laughs> you know, and then it was from there. And then oh, me meet one of my mates uh, who, who I used to work with. Was a used to go here from like ninety four to right. around that area, and he had some uh, Gemini's direct drive, and he was like Gemini turntables, decks, the table, and these needles, the Concords, right? Yeah, and a uh, hundred and fifty quid. I was like, not bad, yeah, not sold. Bad, so yeah, just went from there, and then obviously I was hooked. Then, so when you when you were DJing and stuff like that, wait, did you get like a record collection, or did you have to go out and buy? Uh, like was it all? Were you buying records singular, or when he sold you that, did he give you any records? Or no, no, didn't have to. I think the only record I got off him was a. Can I said Aqua, Aqua then? Uh, every little time. Every little time. Yeah, was it? Uh, oh, good health. Every little time I hear you. you know that oh one? yeah, was, yeah. Was it Aqua. With Ed's got now. It'll good come, tune. It comes to me in a minute. Yeah, that, I got tune. that off him, which I've still got here, and I'm looking after. But, um, but yeah, everything was just singles then. It wasn't yeah. packs or nothing. So I went out and it was Hot Wax Records in Warrington. Right. It was uh, Power Records in Wigan. Yeah. Liverpool was HMV and uh, Free Beats. Right. And do you remember the first record you bought? The first record I bought was uh, Trinity X Forever. Nice tune. Yeah, and it was on it. It was. Nice I went in and it was actually Rob. Rob saved me. Oh, did it? Yeah, and I went in. I was like. He goes, what do you want? I was like, uh, oh, we, we could pay stuff. It probably looked like a right <laughs> dick. And then yeah. he just handed me a pack and that was in one of them. And they, was it, no, it wasn't Shelly. I got Shelly, I'll follow you after. We got it from the same shop though. But yeah, it was all, so that area when all them were coming out, so it was brilliant. So, um, so you, you've sort of like got your decks and that, you're learning. How long did it take you before you sort of cottoned on to how it all worked and the mixing and oh, was it? Jordan, Jordan getting hooked into the pier. Welly was my inspiration, so it was like scratching. So oh, scratching to me was like being a lead guitarist in a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to do that. So obviously, as soon as I got my decks, I'm trying to scratch before I can mix. Yeah. So it was just just doing that, and I was doing it just constantly, constantly. I'd get up six o'clock in the morning, and that's not me. Yeah. You know, get up, do it two hours before I go to work, do a mix, <laughs> listen to it. You know, just yeah. trial and edit all the way through. I think. So it's more like the. So you're into the more like, say, vocally, like 
uh, clublandy type stuff as well, was it at the it, time? Even well, it wasn't even the clublandy stuff then. It was all this was all like basically yeah. it was all underground stuff, wasn't it? There was, there yeah, was, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was not everything was white labels. It was, it was just a good time, but it yeah. was a but yeah, it was all vocally. But for me, it was what got me was all the riffs. Yeah, it was the euphoria of it all, and obviously coming from a guitar background, if I heard a riff that was, I, I thought was yeah. clever. I was all over it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so from there, when was your first gig and where? I think my me, me first, my first gigs, I got, uh, I'd done a couple of, like, we'd done a couple of house parties or something like that, but I think my first initial gig was up in Barrow and Furness, and it was with Zuni. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, a random one. Yeah, man. Because uh, I, I, I met some lads actually from the pier, and then we just kept on bumping into each other there, and then we'd talk, you know, oh, outside, yeah, yeah. and they'd, I went up for a weekend anyway so we did at this fucking I can't even remember what it was called now this pub and they'd done an old like just got the decks out and I think it started with they uh, done the Young MC and the Asher oh yeah, yeah yeah and then I went into the and yeah, then, I, I hammer that version you it's did, a beast yeah, did it yeah, and, but obviously this was the, this was the, the vinyl yeah. side as well and then it was uh, the Get a Life of Drug Addicts with the acapella yeah, of the yeah, Bambata yeah. And they fucking loved it up there. So it was from then, they were like, ah, oh, that thought I was yeah. probably like well experienced or something. <laughs> I was just still there. But yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so you've got like your first gig in that. Like, what, where did, where did you, what, what did you want to do and where did you want to go from there? Like, um, were you wanting to get out on the sort of circuit and stuff? You just, all you wanted to do was like, I want to play to somebody. I would play peer. I would like, yeah. to play the peer. And I think what it was with there was the sound system. The yeah. sound system was so fucking loud, but like it was so clear that you just you could hear everything. You're like, oh god, I'd love to mix here. And just obviously being the place where that was where it all started for yeah. me. It was sort of like a weird day. Uh, well, weird... no, it's, it's the aim, isn't it? Every, everybody who who's a DJ, um, even myself included, if you could go, if you could play in one place, it would have been the pier, wouldn't it? Like as a, as a, that's like the. The, the holy grail of, of bounce at the end of the day yeah isn't it? Well, see, every, everyone from like really I should have been going the 051 really yeah you, you yeah, know what I mean yeah. but again none of me mates yeah. were into that shit so it was like I think it was I can't remember where I started it went out just across the road here there used to be a block of flats and that's where I moved in and my next door neighbour who I met there my mate Tom he was uh, he was like coming to pay like mm -hmm. you know and then obviously yeah. that's it Ruin my life basically. <laughs> after that. Um, did you go the 05 one on that? Yeah, I went the 05 one, yeah, but I only went once when uh, Rob and John done to make some noise. Oh, yeah, so the that 2014 one with Clubheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen the video, yeah, on it actually. Uh, yeah, 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 that was good. That um, I didn't even hardly know them then, so I was like, hmm, do you know, <laughs> but um. I'm trying to think. So, where did you go other than Pia, sort of, for the bounce music at the time? It really, it was that was it because we I spent from 18 till I was what, yeah. 27 or something every virtually every Friday Saturday it was like going there were going you going there. to Maxim's or no 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 tried to get into Maxim's once because we got to the pier late we got in and one of our mates got us kicked out straight away hmm. or he got kicked out so we had to we had to fucking go and then we went up to Maxim's and we walked oh, may as well go there we walked in and they went rock night lads and we were like <laughs> so I think we actually that night we ended up going cricketers right and we stood in the line for god knows how long in this queue having to get your photo taken and all that to be a member yeah, or something and I was thinking, queue, I'm not going to come back here again it's like, and then I walked in I was like this is shit this is just, it was, just like it was too much for, for me MCs back then yeah you know, it's it's different than it is now. MCs have got a different. Can you remember what night it was? In the cricketers, yeah. God knows. I can't even think you would have been on again because it was that. I was that ignorant to anyone outside the. the, the, the do you know what I mean? Like what yeah. do you say? Ignorant? I've just never had that much knowledge about or any, interest you know? at that. Even, yeah, so. it was just sort of like. No, this is where it's made. I'm going to people like working pay music. What type of, <laughs> what type of music is that? Uh, dance. Uh, you know, it was sort of. It's not working pay music. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. He played working pay at 38 track free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, nah, I know, I know where you're coming from. It's just one of them things, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so then you're coming up sort of mid 2000s and onwards. Are you, are you getting gigs anywhere else? Are you yeah, going well, obviously, we're going up. Like with Barrow and that, I was up and up and down for Barrow for a few years. So I was good gigging there. Started gigging in the Maisie View, which was right. good. And the, and the, the Maisie View had two like rooms. It was the, like a cave downstairs. The sound system was unreal. So me and my mate used to do that. 
and then Nick Nick Hughes as well. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was he used to do that with us. And that, that didn't last for long, but then there was a club in Runcorn in Old Town called New York. Right. And there was a resident there for a bit. That was absolute wild, wild so club there. At this point, what are you? Are you DJ Daz? Are you Perm Styles? I don't even know what my stupid name was then. When did the when did the Perm Styles thing come? <laughs> uh, I think I think I don't even know what a DJ name was at, at the beginning of it, but I think when it comes to picking a name years ago, like when I used to play in goal in for footy. Yeah. And now my mates we were like, oh, you look like Matt Poom, which means <laughs> nothing to me. I don't know who it is, but he used to be a keeper for someone. And they'd be like, look, looks nothing like me. So anyway, they start calling me like Poom, Poom. Or Poom, stuff like that. And then I don't even know, just one day I was just writing on a CD and just done the styles. I was like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sort of one of those names that's not... It's to, different, isn't it? It's like, not to do with yeah. me. It's unique and it looks stupid. But yeah. you, chances are you won't forget it. Oh no, definitely. Like I remember seeing. I, I never heard of you until two thousand and twelve. Um, maybe later on in your in your in your thing. But um, I remember coming across a tune, and you were on. You did it for um, acceleration, not infected digital. Ah, oh, for Connor. Well, lights. Time. Yeah, lights. Yeah, lights. That was the first time I heard of you. And then after that, I started seeing you on flyers for um, guilty pleasures. Yeah. So that that was um and it was like DJ Perm style, so I was like, Oh, I wonder who this is and then obviously I heard your tunes and it it didn't sound like every other donk tune, so I was like I'm into this. Like 'cause it 'cause a lot of the time you used to use like either like say like an, an organ bass line or um an acid bass line or it, it wasn't always a donk as such no, or like yeah. a saw. Like a saw, a saw more of a, a saw, saw yeah. bass. And and I just thought, right, so you get yourself down this little rabbit hole of checking your stuff out and then that's how I discovered you, and I, I can't remember the first time we talked. It was it was a while back, like, but um, years then, ago now, wasn't it? It was years ago, but um, as I say, like that's, that's how I discovered who you were, and and I, when I heard some of your stuff, I always thought, why is he not like? Why was he not? As I say, not like an arsehole like that. Why was he not like sort of? Your stuff would have been a good warm up for like here at the time do you know what I mean but maybe you weren't putting yourself out there or handing CDs you know or like that just getting yeah I mean I've known obviously I've known the, the, the peer lads forever mm. you know but again I'd be it's sort of like I wouldn't I would have never been like so we're going to play for you we're going to play for you you know what I mean sort of thing you, 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 you do but you, you don't sort of do that but yeah, I think like with the year it was 2012 when I started releasing so obviously yeah. it got to like you, when were you when did you start producing so it was probably like 2005. Well, bear in mind, 2005 wasn't that long ago. But to get a good computer that could do a good Absolutely. job yeah, yeah, cost yeah. a bloody fortune. So I had a shitty old Windows Windows XP. Was it an XP? Oh, no, I think I put XP on it because it was older oh, than I that. that. Yeah, I put more RAM in it, so it had 512 megabytes. <laughs> it was a piece of shit, but it, it, it dummy Cubase 2 at the time, yeah. and it was just learning and learning. But actually, I had no internet, so there was no YouTube. Uh, was, not, obviously. Yeah, 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 none of my mates did it, so it was it, like I go to the record shop and go, so I'm trying to do this, or Cubase, do like, do this, do this. Ah, okay, and go to, to do it, get stuck again, go back the next week, try to do this, and it was just that for, for ages. And then, t- t- obviously, till I started cracking it, which you think you're cracking it, but then when you start looking back and you're going, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. There's, no, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with progression, mate, though, is there? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, if without making them mistakes, you wouldn't learn where you are now, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like so I sort of heard of you, and then from there, um, you you were, like, consistent, re- consistently releasing this really good, like, euphoric trance stuff. Mm. Um and I think I reached out to you, um, I don't even know what year it was, maybe 2013, something like that. Should I have a look back on the messages? <laughs> take yeah, a yeah, scroll quite a lot. Take a week. Yeah, but um, I think, and then I reached out to you and I was like, "This, I like this stuff. And I'm sure you sent me like a whole folder of stuff. Mm. So when I was playing up, up my way, I was, I, was, I was hammering loads of your stuff out. And up my way, a lot at the time, um, it was there was a lot of room for like clubland classics. So throwing mm. your tunes in in between there was it was easy. It was it was the 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 whole like um, the harder donk stuff and that because the MC thing died in a, roughly that time my way. Mm. Um, everybody got into that fucking Jack and House and um, a bit more cool music, but like a bit of a weird I mean? time, wasn't it? Yeah. Right back then, yeah. Well, like, funnily enough, a lot of people said like you know do like you were ten years too late, does? And I was thinking, you know what? Probably because the era that really sunk in the most when Scouse yeah. House really kicked off so you talk about the Scar like it came and told Control were banging them out and all that you know KB I, I was still making the tunes as if they were then 
but then that's because I was what I was enjoying making. And even though the music was changing through then, I was still enjoying making that. So that was what was sort of my USP, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Rather than following the, the like, it probably would have benefited me more following it, but I, I don't like sitting here trying to make something and you're like, I'm not, in, not enjoying it. Not enjoying this. it, yeah. You'd rather play, you'd rather, for me, I, I think early on, I tried to, to please everybody and just do, oh, if people want to hear this, I'll do this. People want to hear that, do that. Mm. It got me moderate success i said moderate like I, I was happy with where i was and what i was doing but it, well, i wasn't happy with the, the what i was putting out mm. so that's why i sort of just pu pulled back a bit so i started writing stuff i enjoyed and that's how we started getting on because it was very similar it was always like euphoric type stuff because i started doing the harder stuff and it was just it wasn't sort of cutting it for me do you know what i mean like it was getting good reaction and getting good numbers but it's just one of them isn't it it's like yeah. what do you do do you do you follow it for for the success or do you follow it, do what you want and then what you enjoy yeah for what you got into it for in the first place exactly thing, so when people say to you oh you got in it 10 years too late i get the oh you got into it 20 years too late pal <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah. I think when i met you i was about i'm maybe 16 or something when i met you 60 I've, even through all these years i still can't get over how young you started and Technically, how young you still are, yeah. and what you've achieved in this time is unreal. I wouldn't say I've achieved much, like, but well, uh, I, the only it, thing I've achieved is about seven stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. that's replaced the train as well. After that, left it. <laughs> nah. yeah, no, again, even like what, what you've done, and even what you're doing now. No one's doing this shit. No, no one's going around doing all this. You know what I mean? It's mm. like credit to you. But again, this shit should be. This should be. Uh, Noticed, you know what I mean. Even worldwide, right? it's not like I said to you off off the pod. I, I'm not doing it to 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 get noticed and Indeed, such. Yeah. Um, I I just want um the scene and stuff to be remembered. It's it's a bit. I think it's a bit shit that like you you see all these big clubs in like London and Manchester, mm. like say like the Hacienda or um um Dalston Lane in like um in London. Mm. All these all these things are getting documentaries and shit made about them. And then here we are in a donk scene where there is loads of history, loads of stories to be told, mm. but no one's hearing them. It's not getting documented anywhere. No, no one's writing books. No one's no one's talking about it publicly. Yeah. Like with me and you talk about some some stuff that goes on, and it's like no one else is going to hear. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And some of it's actually brilliant. Eh? That's so. yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's a good thing. And even like the bounce has been a stepping stone for a lot of big names, hasn't it? So you yeah. Think, you know, like the Scala's gone on. Like thingy, obviously, Ultra Beat is still rocking it. Yeah. But you know, there's stuff like that, and obviously this was a stepping stone for it. But it's yeah. it's a shame, isn't it? That it's not. It's I think not. I think a lot of people do do secretly like it, and they just the 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 think it's they're a bit too cool for it now. Yeah. Oh, if you um, if you if you put a night on and go, it's gonna be scouse or bounce. They'll be like, no. But if you just put a night put a night on and then next when they start playing the clubland clubland classic, that like, oh I love this one and all stuff. Absolutely. It, it, don't tell them oh, what gosh. it is. They love it. Um. Yeah. So what was gonna say? I want to get into your sort of at what point. And this is this is and you can talk about this with anyone. Everyone's got like you have um, pivotal moments within within um, being a DJ or a producer, and yeah, you have moments where you're like, I've leveled up here. Like and you and you, it's not there's nothing maybe as major as such. You might be just making a tune and it gets signed to a certain label, or you might be getting booked for a certain thing. Mm. Uh, at what point did you think oh, this is starting to grow? Like grow wings a for, bit for, like. for me for me name as a producer or a yeah. DJ um, well just when you thought for a, for a minute where like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say a breaking out mum but where everyone knows when they've levelled up where you like, step up a level yeah, sort yeah, of thing it's like, yeah. yeah right this is the next bit now what, I'd say I've done, I've done it like I noticed a few times but I've been quite fortunate really because obviously with the guilty pleasure that we had yeah. here it was me Jay Robbo who's a local DJ and Rob Kane, and it was us, the residents. So, yeah. you know, I was being able to get to know Rob on a work and personal basis, sort of thing. And was that the first level up where you're like, right, the, the ball, the, the ball's starting to roll a bit now? I'm like, I'm getting to work with these DJs, or I'm. Yeah, see, I, that, I, I was don't. Was the first one? I don't know the ones, because you remember the, fo the Forgotten Classics that I was doing? Yeah. So, like, I was just doing them, and no one was, everyone was doing oh, classics, and it was the ones everyone's heard, and so yeah. doing those Forgotten Classics was a bit of a thingy where a lot of people are getting in touch going, oh, well, I love that. You, mm. you know, but the downside is a lot of people are pigeonholing me into classics, classics, classics yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on top of that, obviously, was uh, through guilty pleasure. I would be probably had something to do with it, but then. 
just little, more gigs started coming in. Obviously, I was making more tunes, and then I started producing with other, you know, with others yeah. like we don't want, don't want like with stuff with Kenny, with Rob, yeah. uh, with John. And uh, again, like you say, I was if I would want to work with someone, I'd do it because you wanna. I, I enjoy it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Suddenly yeah. you enjoy it, you, and for once you got someone who talks the same language as opposed to like. Do you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to do. Can you do that? Can you put that on there, please? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or even just having a, a yes man there going, Do you like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or, or this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, do this now. This or this and just go, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, hey? So, yeah, useless boys. If you've got someone you could actually talk the same nerdy language to, you don't know when it. Yeah, everyone's got their own different ways of working and stuff like that, but you're all sort like, you're reading the same book, but you might be on different pages, so to say. Yeah, yeah like, you might, you might, like, say, I know this is a bit geek, getting a bit geeky in and into it, but, mm. Like you might side chain something different to the way I side chain something, as you say, we get the same result. So, but even even that's a good learning task as well because I love doing something and going, oh, fucking hell, I've never done that before. Yeah, and yeah. I've learned so much with different producers on different doors as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just thinking, I'll take that and I'll I'll dig it, but <laughs> it's you know, again, it's just it does no right way, it's just a headache. What was what would you say you, you, you sort of first track where you're like right now i've got people's attention sort of thing what was what was that i think the track you? that put me on the map uh, at first was probably true love takes me away which was stuff yeah that, that do you know me me i was i was standing one night with um with with john g and we were having a crack and i think love john i i think i played it and he came up to me and he was like tune and afterwards he says he plays it quite a lot and uh or it could have been the other way around i I, yeah. I don't know whether whatever works. I've heard him play it. And I've, I've played it myself yeah. as well. So, um, and and honestly, we're sitting there absolute wanking over it. Like it was just like it's it's so different, but so relatable at the same time. So like anybody who's who, who likes the classics will be like, I know this. I'm gonna fucking still dance. Yeah, but it's still got that like fresh, different mashup feel into it. I love it. It was it was you know it was such a long track to make that because I started it and like. I think it was like 2012 or something I started that and I got to a soap part and you know when you hit a brick wall just save it it'll come back after and then one day a couple of years later I was like oh my god I've got an, had an epiphany loaded, yeah. loaded it up and finished it it was like yeah, from there even that track now you know where like Paula Waite from the Pleasure Rooms yeah uh, did other Pleasure Rooms gig like one of the last reunions that they had and it was on a video and it was it was true love takes me away and I was like Oh my god, so I just rose there. I was like, oh, nice one for playing me track, mate. And the next minute it was like, oh, lad, so I started <laughs> talking to him over that. And then on top of that, loads more sight, like mm. people buying it, you know, off me, off the site. Yeah. I was like, well, still, still going. But it's, again, to people who have never heard it, it's still a new tune, isn't it? That yeah. sounds old. Class, I like it, I love it. So that was like the first sort of the biggie for you, would you say? Like, yeah. People... I think it was like round about that time, it was that then concrete come out. Concrete Angel was a big step up for you, I think. Yeah. Um, when you did that, that car blank. I never <laughs> even, I never even heard the released version first. It was the version you showed me with the extended breakdown in. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, because obviously the extended version, it's got the extra verse in, hasn't it? Yeah. So, so I was like, oh my god, this is so good. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, played an extended verse. I've never played, never played it live. Yeah. I think it's just too long. Oh, it's too long. But like when you showed me, I was just like, this is different. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, I heard, I heard that. I've, I I hammered that tune as well. To be honest with you, I hammered so many of your tunes. Um, it still, still, still goes good now. Like again, like it's got to a point now where you're getting so more many new ones that you want to play, or even like you're getting playing other people's if, on a yeah. gig. But you'll still get people going. Oh, you're playing it. You're like, oh, God, I wasn't going to. Well. <laughs> you know, if it still works, it still, it still works. works. It? I love it. Like because it's got that thing where you think it's kicked in, but it's still building up, and then the, the big car kick blank. Back. Yeah, yeah, class, class. A car blank made it as well. That was just another epiphany. One day we were like. <laughs> Try that. Yeah. Um, so, so from there, like as 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 a sort of peer of yours, uh, we we we'd call each other a lot and back and forth conversations. And I just I kept I can remember saying to you, it's it's happening now for you. Like you, you, the BTIDs mm. that came along for you. You were getting some odd bits. Uh, you, I'm sure you done a couple of gigs for Kenty. You did. Um, yeah, like there's the step and stubbers thing. You start with six. What was it? I think Magluff was the first one, like for BTID, and yeah. then you started to put me on like after parties and stuff like that. So I was getting yeah, noticed. yeah. yeah. Uh, went on a Scream Fest in Southport, and then that that uh, led, yeah, 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 that yeah. led to doing um, the Reminisce gig. October Fest, something oh, called. Yeah, oh, that's the one. Scream, Scream Fest. Fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that that went on to. Uh, Go back to back with John at Reminisce as well in Clubland, yeah. which was massive. Yeah, and then obviously you know started getting on 
big with the pay, but I think I started getting the main pay gigs, like just doing like back to the old pay. Yeah. After. Yeah. So you're still probably known for classics at this point. Yeah, we are still. I was getting a lot of a hell of a lot of bounce gigs uh, that coming in. But obviously, the, these were all classics. And yeah. when we went to Ibiza, I think that put me on the DJ. What map. was the first year you went? Was it Ibiza? Was it two? No, the the first beat, the first in the sun holiday, holiday rave. I don't know which was it. Ibiza, the first one. No, no, no. They'd done. They'd done. Uh, they'd done a couple. I think that the. the I went to MAGA twice and so the MAGA the Ma- you done the MAGA one first yeah and but they had done one previous to that, that I wasn't I wasn't on but that's what they'd done the competition on oh was that Lorette uh, Mar, that's, that, that's yeah, the one right. yes yeah, they'd done yeah. the competition for that and again that mix got a lot of attraction yeah. like people like Dave Gray get in touch going this is what Bounce needs and, and again it was just me being euphoric yeah, riffs yeah. and vocals and stuff so but again, just, just picked up from there but the, I think yeah. I I uh, I'd be fair just being the first time we went there being lucky enough to when our plane got delayed it got turned around on the way there so my set at the opening night should have been like second or third and it, and it ended up being was that the, to last was that the fucking was that a bitch being someone a bit uh, she was too wrecked or something like that and they had to turn it around yeah she, <laughs> a, abusive woman on the thing John John sat and go shut the fuck up <laughs> 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 it was hilarious he had the right face on him it was good that yeah. sorry John um, yeah. have you have, have you got any uh, some any stories from there that you'd like to share um, a lot of people do like the travelling stories so, yeah I mean um, there's not not on, not on as wild as some of the other ones you know what I mean yeah. but like I think the, the going there that first time with that woman on the plane was nuts well again off the back of that I had to swap my set time so Ben put me on last on the on the opening night, right. So I went in there, and then loads of people there, like were just you know blown away by it sort of thing. And even like Kenny was like best set of head when I was here and yeah. stuff. And then it went from there. And then on the Wednesday when we went to the zoo project, and then uh, and I went on last, and it, that was classics. So it was like classics and I'd be fair. It sort of works. I'm going, yeah. I'm going all out euphoric, and it just it, obviously. That put me on the map for the classics then, and after that, started putting me on back to the old peers main stage, yeah. and it was just I loved that quality, mate. Yeah. Quality. Um, so, what do you, what what sort of BTIDs were you doing in the UK at the time? Um, so you came back. At, um, did, I can't remember what you what you did. Did you do? Was it parkour you did? No, the no. one place I've like since the peers shut. Parkour's my next thing. Right. And I've been saying I want to play parkour. Want to play parkour. So, but I've played. I've done done uh, pure. Uh, Back to the OP, that one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the couple, couple there. They've right. done flamingos for them a few times. Done. I did the flamingos one. Was that pier on the pier after party? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, I, I done pier on the pier when you had the trance room in like inside and that was mega as well yeah that was good because that was again it was a lot of there was fucking loads of people in there and I was thinking oh it's going to be shit because the main stage is out there yeah. with everyone on and I think Lee Butler was on at the time as well I was like Ugh. but obviously <laughs> there was loads in I was like the older era so it was, mm. it was that, stuff like that you know what I mean you think other people would get taken note yeah rather than going uh, look at look at me. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no. Um, honestly, like I, I, I always thought that like you deserved it. So like when we used to have these conversations, we'd be on the phone and be like, "Right, Dad, it's coming." I just I know it's coming. It's just a matter of time because your style fit fits what they what they they do. Like mm. without a doubt. Um, um, I think your style really fits a Liverpool style as well. When you see classic nights on there, so like mm. I'm surprised that you haven't been sort of big there but now I just say when when Paulo H is playing your stuff I think it's only a matter of time again yeah so I've been uh, been on the been on the phone to Paul a few times we're going to be yeah. sorting some stuff out this year hopefully but see there you go like I said as yeah. you, see, you can see when things are coming yeah. in and the ball's rolling and stuff like that it was it was good for the period obviously well when we were doing like when Rob basically when Rob was still in the bounce as well yeah there was a lot that we were getting booked at the same time so we'd be going over to Birkenhead and do some stuff and like we and Rob had a residency over in Witness for a short period but working with him all the time and watching how he does what he does and you're like mm. but you learn so much from him and you know you're like taking under his wing almost eh? like, like, it literally was even yeah. though I'm older, I'm older than everyone <laughs> as well but no it, but not in an experienced term like oh yeah I mean? but even, even the little things not just down to how technically is just how to like how how calm you know you could be I, and stuff like, I think he, he's got this this little trick that he does and it's maybe something you can't teach. Um, 
I'm not sure if I said it to him when I, when I was talking to him in the, on the pod, but he does this thing where, say, like, he's playing a certain way and, and the crowd are, like, they're still there, but they just need that little bit more and they'll pop massively for a big tune. Yeah. He just does it at the right time and he'll bring the tune, he'll bring the tune at the right time. So, say, like, a tune's working and he, it's he's sort of riding it, but he's not, he's sitting on this absolute thumper. And then he'll just drop it in at the right time, and then and then the crowd just go fucking mental. Yeah. And with the energy, with him behind the decks as well, it ju- if they, they they see him having a good time, and they and you can sort of see when he's lining one up because he's like he, he just he just gives you that look where I remember seeing him. He was playing in oh, bowlers, maybe I think it was a bowlers event, and I was on sort of after him, and he 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 was playing, and he was he was playing quite euphoric, uh, and then. He, on 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 the, the breakdown was on, and he brought this this bringing this tune in, and he, he just looked over. And he's like, "Yeah, this is gonna work. It's gonna work." I fired it in, and the crowd went fucking mental. Like yeah. it's just he's just got that, that good energy about him. And the thing is, when the tune kicked in, he gives it the, all the the whole energy and the dancing and that behind it, and it's but, just another level, really. Yeah, a, isn't a lot of people say that you know, it's like the your activity or your or your energy on the decks sends it into the crowd, and and you know, like there's so many people have been like. I've, I enjoyed myself. I think I enjoyed myself more watching you doing yeah. shit, enjoying it as well. Then like, again, there's the complete other end of the spectrum where there's there's people. Everyone's in in the middle, really. But if you if you see what Rob does and the way he 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 reacts to the music, it's like quite erratic and all and full of energy. But then if you watch someone like a John G, he's there and he's just. He's just got this thing about subtle. him. He's very subtle in what he does. Yeah. And then when he drops a big tune in, you don't see him like jumping around. You just you just give him the nod, and it's just like that's it. Like he just knows. He's, he hasn't got that that craziness behind him, but he, yeah. he knows how to work the crowd in a different way. John's, yeah, John's brilliant. That's well. why I love it. I, I, a lot of people who's not into the music are out like that. Mm. They've got like this. They, they just think a DJ is a DJ. But when you when you're a DJ and you're watching people play you can see the range of diversity in, in oh, ways yeah. and styles of control I, I used to like obviously Rob was a, a complete other level because he's so technical even like his warm up sets mm. seen, like, he'd done a warm up set in Soprano was one of the last ones I went with him and he started just on these tunes I was like what the fuck's this tune but it was started like 135 BPM you know what I mean but just, and it was just Absolutely standard, amazing, and I come away from it thinking there's fucking nothing he can't do. It was like a, but obviously being when I was peerhead and every it was Ben Mick Welly, mm-hmm. and because even after the after well you know after the Bauer left, mm-hmm. then they got a who was next? I think um, Nitra coming oh, yeah, next. Yeah. yeah, and obviously start then he started working the way up before like Danny Walsh come in and that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I used to always think like Ben's mixing was so clean. Mick was mix mixing was brilliant in the sections. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone I, had their own style everyone so had their own, and, and well he could could like beat beat map straight scratch straight into his first beat. Yeah. I'm fucking straight in, you know. Dude, it's so different the way they done it. Where well, he'd always mix in the beats, yeah. And like, but like even even Ben's, I remember like he used to always like take his headphones off and put them on the mixer. While the vinyls playing, you're thinking skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So you. So as we've came along, we've done we've done a collaborations and that at this point, um, sort of you getting the gigs and stuff like that. Um, so far in in up until sort of twenty twenty two, what's been the highlight for you? Uh, over there, everything DJing wise. Yeah, uh, doesn't need to be DJing. It could be producing. Like it could be, it could be going to a certain gig or something. What 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 for you? What is the? I think uh, probably DJing in IB for. Was that there? And and, uh, and and reminisce. Obviously, I will never forget reminisce because it was fucking rammed, and just having that. You know what I mean? Having the crowd that there. That moment, isn't it? Yeah, that moment was a good. But I, I beef had so many different ones because again, there was like the classics or getting the chance to play in like S Paradise and stuff like that. And you think, and this is fucking nuts. This, <laughs> but it, and that that was a funny gig as well because I think I was on I was on after Phil, and uh, I, I was just thinking it's still dead early, you know. So just like do a sort of warm up set, so just playing just shit that I'd never ever play, and then I come yeah. off and people are like that's the best set I've ever heard you play. And I was like. <laughs> Really, it was just yeah. you know, flying through. I wasn't putting in, nothing into it. But then you, you go away learning 
something from that as well. Think yeah. you could you know, learn to mix it up in the sense of oh, I'm not going to play this sort of type of stuff in warm up. It would work. Absolutely. Other things, but you sort of have a little way in your mind, don't you? If you if, if what, would, yeah. what time you're on and what's good enough to play it there or something. Who's paying attention and all that. <laughs> Right, we're going to end this section. Um, we'll be back for you in two minutes. So we're back for part two of two. Um, so in this one, this is um, what you guys have put in. So um, there's, I've had some weird questions this, this week. Um, I mean, feel free to message me. Uh, most of these come off Twitter and Instagram. Um, not get much interaction on the Facebook side of things, but it is what it is. Um, so if you want to get in touch, get in touch via any of the, the platforms. That it's time to refresh. Um, so this one we're gonna do. Here we go. Um, where where do we get to? Sorry. Uh, this is a bit mad. This one. Um, hi. Not sure if this is what you're looking for, but I feel like there's a tension that needs to be aired. Basically, my housemates being pure hard work. There's five of us in this house. Four of us are mad at this one girl because she's in the house while we're. Uh, She's in the house while we were all out. She's done a massive shit and shit in our shared bathroom. Blocked the toilet. It's <laughs> overflowed. <laughs> what the fuck? Right. Spilled all over the floor and we've had to contact the landlady to get a plumber out to unblock it. I know this is nothing to do with music, but uh, this this is this is all fine. But she's denied it was her, and there's no doubt in anyone's mind that it wasn't her. <coughs> there was definitely <laughs> definitely. Um, there was just too much um, pointing at her. We all used the toilet just fine. She came downstairs before it all before it all happened. All flustered and rushed out to go shopping to avoid avoid the shit covered floor. I was going to keep this anonymous, but fuck it, I need to air my frustrations out elsewhere. That's Louise from Carlisle. <laughs> P.S. So what's your favourite track? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I asked for questions, and I feel like... Um, I was like, ask for questions where it's like, oh, what, what tunes do you like, or what stuff like that? I wasn't expecting that, so I thought I had to share it. Eh? Like, um, I think I know Louise personally. I possibly know Louise... Um, She's last at uni at Carlisle, so... That Louise shitty bum. <laughs> so, yeah, she hasn't named who it was, but... We'll keep oh, it, oh, it was Louise's mate, was it? Ah, uh, Louise's oh, mate. Sorry, so we'll Louise. keep this nice, short and sweet. Fucking stop being a dick, right? Like, basically, isn't it? That's what it is. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Order to your mistakes, right? And just say sorry. Sorry, I blocked the toilet. <laughs> right, uh, second one. This is more relatable, like... I don't mind these questions, but do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a bit of a laugh, I suppose. <laughs> um, hi, fellow donkheads. Just a quick question. Why is donk, the donk scene full of bitchy pussies? I want, I just want peace and love. And that is from Donkbird1986. Donkbird1986. I think that's off Twitter, possibly, mm. or Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what, is, it, is these the, uh, the ravers, or is it the, the, the producers and DJs? Well, I don't know who it is, to be honest with you, so... Mm. Um, by the sound of it, it sounds like a raver, um, but we can go both ends. Let's say you're going to get this in any genre, any, yeah. any it doesn't necessarily mean music, you're always going to get your bitches, aren't you? <laughs> Green-eyed monsters. Right, here's the thing, um, this is this is my take on it anyways, anything where there's money involved, I think there's always going to be a bit of bitterness. If we were all doing it and we all had full-time jobs, then it maybe wouldn't be as bad. Um, but because a lot of people rely on it as an income, um, it can get quite bitter at times and quite cutthroat. Uh, you see a lot of people fall out online. The difference between our scene and, say, the trance scene or the house scene or someone like that, it, it, there's a couple of scenes that, that, that are like us. So there's there's a bounce scene, old school scene and hardcore scene. And what they do is they air everything on social media. Mm. So if there's a problem, they won't address it behind closed doors. They'll air it out to make somebody look a cunt. We're, we're such a smaller pond as well, though, aren't we? So, yeah. you know, we're, we're easier to spot where in the trans world. It's all it's, uh, it's worldwide, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're a little fish in a big pond. But, I mean, probably egos is probably one of the big ones that gets people... Whether Absolutely. It's, as a raver as, or as a DJ, because yeah. I've been in where... Um, I remember just a little story sort of it's still on subject I suppose I went to to, um, to Unity Unity in the Sun um, to take a holiday rave um, in Cavos yeah. and and I never had any issues with anybody um, you know what I'm like I don't I don't I'm not like I'm Mr. loud Friendly, when I talk I'm, I've got like a loud voice now but I'm not I won't go and bother anybody as, as such mm. and I remember 
that everyone I met there, they were, they were all sort of older than me because it's like an old, it's sort of an old school happy hardcore type um, yeah. event. It's not like you you, you bounce slide dies or not like that. There's no bounce like music. My my age. Uh, no, old, <laughs> older, older. Yeah, oh, older. Um, so you, I kind of want to go. So I'm one of the youngest. They're really really good. <laughs> I was the youngest probably by probably maybe fifteen, not, probably twenty years. <laughs> two decades easier. Yeah yeah. So I, I must say right. This this all this does go on within that scene, but what I was gonna say was, um, I found it sometimes that um, some of the ravers who go who are just in the crowd, nothing to do with the sort of music as such. Sometimes I have a chip on the shoulder, like this is this is the event I I go to when I'm I'm the the main bitch round here, right, yeah. and like I got put off. I'm not saying it put me off the holiday or as such, but like there was times where people were claiming their own their own own area in the club, and yeah. it's like remember and, and like getting the photos and like basically like taking photos and making out they're having like this amazing time, and it's like you, I don't know why what who you're trying to kid. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's um, superficial kind of. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've been into to raves as well where there is certain people who think that they sort of run the run the area so it's of like so. people going like mm. look at the the piers 30th which i missed out on bloody people going why are these kids getting chance to go there where we went it was like we well, don't own the fucking thing if you if you want to go buy tickets quicker. Buy tickets quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah get yeah. online you dope it's, yeah. it's, 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 well, it's a bit like you know real djs play vinyl <laughs> is that that argument yeah. you know what i mean and then on the on the flip side Ooh. where it's sort of um industry people whether you're a dj promoter mc producer or even fucking light tech or anything like that mm. there's always going to be bitchiness because there's, there's there's um what i call friendly competition um or there's unfriendly competition at the same time so between me and you like i've we've got no no gripes throughout like that between us but when you send me a belt of tune i'm like oh he's done it again he's done it again <laughs> it's, it's nice because it makes me feel like right i need to up my game yeah. and i'm sure you felt the same with other people as well like you're you're, you're mastering of the last couple of years i'd say you've you've fucking smashed it with one like wow there was one that i was on the phone to you maybe a couple of months ago or even longer now and i was i was like i put it in my mix and it was absolutely crystal clear I can't remember what it was I'd have to get the mix up and show you it off pod but uh, yeah you could just I don't, uh, I don't know which tune it would be so. oh I can't remember now there was a the batch of my bit still on my desktop because I'm not lazy but it, it is a uh, yeah, stuff like that. It, it is good, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, no, that's, that's really what good happens and... when you mix down for fucking twenty hours. Yeah, <laughs> I do. T- I, honestly, I can write a tune now in maybe four hours, right? But then after four hours, I I can spend another f- ten plus hours mixing a tune down. I'm never happy with it, Easy. even even when I'm done. Uh, I've said before, I don't master my own stuff. It's but you. To be honest with you, it's my mixing that makes me my that... my strong point. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you, obviously, you, your mix down is still important in the mastering stage oh, you send yeah, it off, yeah, isn't yeah. It? so you've still got to do that properly but obviously it's like where do you do your tests uh all over um so what i do is um do you, do you go studio car headphones right, what i do is export it yeah. don't listen through the things because you'll, you'll find something straight away like when you use your mic so if you export it you'll find something in the export that sounds a little bit different that you didn't hear in the project or, exactly all time so right what i do is purposely knock the monitors off as it's exporting I head to the car, if whatever I'm doing, I've got something on, I'll test it in the car, right? So I'll note down what I've noticed there. I'll stick my, my headphones on that I, I use for like DJing. I won't use like my, the ones I use in the studio because yeah. it's sort of sort of false, <laughs> false really. But um, as, as an average listener, I've just got these, I don't even know what brand they are to be honest, maybe like a Bose headphone or something. Um, something and I listen, to. Yeah, and I listen to it as a, as a consumer then. And then I'll be like, right, there's something else I've spotted, right? And I probably, I'm talking like full finished renders of tunes. I could probably get to version twenty um, quite easy, quite easily as well. <laughs> so when I when I do it, I'll I'll do that over a week period. Um, I see these people who hammer sort of like four or five tunes a month out, and for me, I can't do it. I'm a bit of a because I could put it out and. Probably no one had noticed the things that I'm noticing because I created it. Same with you. If you if you do something, and something will stand out to you. In I've done. I've I've released loads, and then yeah. I, when it's come out, I've gone. Ugh, you yeah. know, I was like, and I'll probably edit it myself for my yeah. gigs. And yeah, just leave leave the rest. That's but, the thing. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm like, I'm just there, and I'll I'll you know I'll have hundreds of exports like 
on my phone and did what I was listening to. And I'm right, I'm like, right, I'm at a point now where I'm done with it. I don't want to look back at it. Um, but I'm happy enough for it to be mastered, so I'll send it off to be mastered. And then when I get it back, I'm like, I'm, I'm nine times out of ten, I'm like, spot on. Yeah. But yeah. It's another world that you like trying to produce it to a point where it's good enough. But then obviously getting it mastered, you think, I want to try and learn that myself, but there's so much to do. I don't want to. You don't want to um, learn it. I, I can master to a certain extent. Um, I could master a tune and you, everyone will be happy with it, like mm. I think. But um, for me, I like to, um, I like the, the other person's ear on it, for me. For me, I'm just like, right, they, they, they do things... Like two ears are better than one, two sets of ears oh, are better than sense. one. Yeah. So what I do is I send it off and then he he might uh, it's John Doe by the way, anyway. John Doe, yeah, I was gonna say uh, was it John Doe or Joe? CLSM Mastering, if you need any tunes mastered, highly recommend it because he does professional industry standard masters for for such a cheap price, it's shocking. Mm. But um it's the quality is unbelievable and he masters for some of the biggest names in the game as well. So He does a lot of he does a lot of big boys, uh, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so so that, that basically that's my process but as I say when it comes to competition between people I I love the fact that there's people out there who music I get excited by because I'm like right well I just need to up my game a little bit mm. or, 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 or if not I'll be like why doesn't my music sound like that or so, so there's always and it's not always musically it's maybe maybe technical or maybe different aspects yeah, of it yeah. but for me there's nothing wrong with friendly competition as soon as people start bitching about you that's when I'm like fuck off yeah. get get out <laughs> get I, like, I, I love the I love the thing, thing is I mean, there's a lot of producers who you'd be like how do you do this and they, you get fobbed off because some want to keep the the secrets, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, some a lot of them will be open. Or obviously, it's different if someone's using a different plugin or a different door. And you, it's so, there's so. Oh, oh, I've got that type of plugin, but it's different. So I'll try that, and you try and learn your own way. But mm. yeah, to say does well, a lot of the times I'd rather rather sit there and trial and error, just trial and error until I think I've cracked it. Right. Um, we've got one more question for today, and this is just a tweet. This and no. I'm not sure where it's come from actually. I think it's a tweet, um, and I assume it's for you. It's it's. I assume it's for for the guest because I'm included in it. So, Ooh. so it's Snug Maria Void, Andy Whitby, Brad Refresh, and MC Cover. <laughs> Cover's a good looking lad. Isn't I he? use. I'd snug his head off. <laughs> I'd, I'd kiss you, Jordan. <laughs> uh, uh, snug Maria Void. I'd probably marry you, Brad, because... Hey, I'm a loving husband, you know that. <laughs> I, I know that. I know, I, nah. And you're well out of my league now. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably avoid Whitby. No offence, Andy, it's the drawn on beard. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the fact that Cove is in the, the equation. That's what it is. He's covering that, was yeah, it? He's, oh, he's, he's a, a sexy looking. boy, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I'd marry me as well. <laughs> I'd marry you, Nah, kid. nah, um, I'm a handful, mate. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but people like we've said something common. Hey, yeah. you're in the studio. Yeah, um, I wouldn't marry Andy. I'm sorry, lad. Um, it's just because you're always out on the road, and for me, I like I like a little snuggle at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, wouldn't marry myself because I know how much of a pain in the ass I am. But I, I'd give a I'd give Cover a snog. <laughs> I'd give right, Cover. last one of today is um, subject of the week. Last week it was traveling on your own. This week is album versus single. So in bounce music now, do you think there's room for an album? I I'll be honest, I don't. I good question, and I'd say there's with all the vers versatility there is. Mm. No, because we're going through a path in bounce now, which what happened last time. Yeah, I remember when it's make or break now, isn't it? Well, really? remember ages ago, all the Lady Gaga stuff come out, and everyone was remixing all that shit the absolute scene fell on its ass, and then it was just a few of us that kept on trying to pluck away at it and keep it going and then it's booming again now but there's a lot of the same shit but it, now it's like a lot still, of the chart remixes are coming back definitely like tons of chart remixes but there's chart remixes getting resung or redone that don't need doing mm -hmm. you know what I mean but obviously they work in the crowd because all the yeah, girls yeah. all the girls know them but it's the wrong way to go for the for the scene long term definitely I've said this since it started coming out again but it should be if, if there was more original stuff or even maybe like the the one of the best of the best original classics you know what I mean like yeah. that re redone could possibly but 
yeah, at the minute, no, it's not good. Uh, this this sort of like crosses over with the question mm. that I was on on with uh, Kenny's on the last podcast, right? And it's how do you stand out? Um, for me, I I try and write, and this is something where I'm a bit stupid, if I'm honest with you. Um, when somebody says, "Oh, like, how do I stand out?" and stuff like that, right? When you do album versus single, right? For me, I've I've released too much original music because no one's asked. Like that's what it is. No one's asked about original music unless you've got a big, a big, massive. I'm talking big label. I'm talking sort of Universal, Ministry, anyone like that who's backing your original music. You're probably like fucking. You could be better headbutting a wall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So this is this is this is a message for people like me out there. Um. Remix loads of fucking known stuff. If you want some recognition, do it. Work, uh, work smart, not hard. Yeah, I'd, I'd say <laughs> I'm that. I'm sick of working hard. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing you, you could be, I think the key these days is a big social media presence where that's mm. not me. I haven't got time for that. Like, I'll, I'll do music talking in the studio, I'll do yeah. DJ talking on the stage. But again, you know, it's not like that anymore. But then it also helps if someone with a big following. And it's a shame to say this as well. If someone's got a massive following and goes, oh, listen to this, the majority of people who are following that individual Absolutely. will listen to it, like Absolutely. it, or anything, which will then create you bigger. And it's a shame to say, but it, that definitely does happen. And Can you not remember? Like, this is this is another thing. Um, like, can you remember with me and you were having a crack one day on the thing, and I'd, I'd, I'd done this chart remix of something, I can't remember what it was, and you said... Oh, I I just seen online that so and so shared it. I can't remember who shared it. Um, whether it was like someone like Whippy or someone like that. It shared my tune, or could have been I don't know. Maybe even maybe John Neil, someone like that. And they the shared it online saying fucking good good track or whatnot. And you're like, see, this, it's can you remember that conversation? Yeah, I, I can't remember what tune it was. And it's like it's gonna happen for you now. So I, like, I always said it's like the thing, isn't it? It's 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 the, you want the right people. To, to share it, yeah. To yeah, share yeah. it, or you want the right people to start noticing you. So yeah. I always say, it doesn't matter. Like we've always said, it doesn't matter if no one's like I don't say like the sheep that mm. aren't following. It's when some of the main guys turn around and realise you've got you've done that by yourself. Yeah. You've got here by yourself. You're doing all this, like even all this work now, gets it does get noticed, doesn't it? And did, did that make a difference then when they shared it? Yeah, absolutely, because mm. all of a sudden, because I think it might have been John, it must have been, I think he shared it on 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 Facebook, and then he shared it, he reposted it on SoundCloud. The next minute, everyone's like, oh, that, like that tune that you done, mate. Like, and whether 50% of them were just sheep because, say, John shared it, mm. or whether it's genuinely because they enjoyed the track, I don't know. But there's always it's always going to be that thing. If the biggies like it, if the, if the, if the lads who were who were out there playing every weekend supporting it, then it's only good for you, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah, but even in like the thing, you know, just even if a lot of the people would listen to it just because of that. Once they've listened to it, the people they know might mm. half of them might listen to it and like like it anyway and they go oh well, I didn't know because even now say I'm still getting people who were like oh my god how come I've only just found you now you've been for yeah. years like been here forever I'm just, I'm just not out there yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. It's, it, again and we're only just a small pond aren't we imagine trying Absolutely. to break into trance yeah. and shit you'd be and another thing as well like I've, I've always I've always thought when you do like so we're talking about the singles versus albums if you're going to write an album it's going to have to be 100% original really isn't it oh unless you do like a remix album which it's not really not like, plausible is it how many re-sung songs have been, been input, yeah. I've been like a world beater you think that's an album track that or that has been better than the original you yeah. can't you probably so so but on, on the subject of it we'll probably say stick to singles or maybe even do an EP you've released a couple of EPs on my label mm. and it's it's sort of done well because I remember um it was a vocal track, I can't remember what you did now. Um, you've released quite a lot with me, so um, let's have a look. It was the remix of I'm Your Light, um, you know, the, one, oh, the, oh, the, the Brave Art Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm sure I've released it on an EP, and the B side was um, one of your instrumental ones. And I put it on there, and it got a bit of traction because it was attached to the to the, the I'm Your Light thing. So that, that's why I'd done that, because as a single, it probably would have been done all right as a single, but. Um, I don't think it'd got as, as much attention not being attached to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what gets overlooked. Yeah, it's a yeah. shame, isn't it? You think, like, even being ignorant yourself, I mean, how, how many times have you been flicking through a list and, and 
a title's put you off. Yeah, yeah, You, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Before you've even listened to it. Or sort of, but again, you've got that thing of, like, you know, having a... If I was to play you a track... Uh, and like you were just you were just your blogs you know what I mean you, uh, and you come in and I was someone of a massive name yeah. I was like what do you think of this and you'd be like oh like like oh, if I pulled that face one what yeah. do you think of this and you're like yeah shit and you go well I kind of like it oh yeah yeah I kind of like it too <laughs> it's one of them isn't it you've got well, a lot like, the a thing lot is though like I, I've noticed the more say on SoundCloud or YouTube for instance when I've when I've put stuff out I've put my original stuff on there I've put my remixes on there I've done them bootlegs and stuff and the most played stuff, so and it's a no, it's not just a little bit; it's a noticeable difference. Um, so, for instance, I I did a, a single on "This Is Bounce UK," it, um, "Chase and Stars." It's all, all original, like, um, and it's done well. It's done really well, um, especially being signed to, to "This Is Bounce." Yeah. A lot of people heard it via that way as well. Um, but it, it's got about say, sort of four, five thousand players or something like that. It's not, it's not great. It's, it's good, but not great. But then I've done I've done a remix of, um, for instance, uh, I done Ice MC Think About the Way. Did mm. that, mate. That's knocking fifty thousand players across platforms. Um, everyone knows Think About the Way. Everyone, everyone knows it. Um, yeah. Same goes. I did a I did a, a remix. Uh, well, a remix. I did a bootleg in in forty five minutes of Brimful of Asher. Do you know the tune? Yeah, yeah. Um, Corner Shop. Um, That'd be a good flow filler, that though. It, yeah, it is. That's a thing because people see the title and recognise it. That's had thousands upon thousands of views. That, that's that's double figure. That's like ten thousand plus views mm. on across all platforms. And it's just one of them things. It's like if they recognise the title of the song, if they see oh Lady Gaga, <laughs> da, 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 right? Bradston and Lady Gaga remix, yeah. right? And then it's like it's of course it's going to get the traction. Yeah, that's happened. That's happened for a while. I think it, I don't know. BCD Sweetheart. Yeah, everyone knows BCD. As soon as, so. as, soon as I've done BCD Sweetheart, my remix, or even I've done one and then I've done one with Mikey B. Mm. As soon as you put them on, they're on thirty odd thousand plays. You know what I mean? You think just if, if it, but then you look at the next one, the one before it, you're like three thousand plays. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just make a difference. But again, that's I think that's just what we do as human beings, isn't it? We just look for something similar. Yeah. Oh, all of that. But again, original work definitely needs more breakthrough. But the ignorance of the general public, me yeah. included, is it's, it's really bad, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to do it unless you could sort of put that original and then straight away go, oh my it god, sounds, it sounds relatable of some sort. So maybe if you steal a chord progression from somewhere, it's like, hmm, yeah, or, uh, or even if it's just new music, that's just for me again, that's just so intelligent, intelligently made. So there's like they're picking out music, this. You know, note out the scale. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. doing a riff or something. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's good. Then that's I'll, good, yeah. I'll be in there, sort of thing. But again, that, I, on, that only impresses your peers, though. That it doesn't impress the general listener, does it? Do you know what exactly. Yeah, Un- yeah, unless yeah. they're a nerd for riffs and stuff like that. Anyway, because yeah. I've, I've spoke to other guitarists o- over the years, and like they still, they're still all for the all for the riffs. And you know, if, if there's like a like slash, you know, the old the good nose guitarist, the shit he used to play, and he used to incorporate a lot of blues into his rock, yeah. and you could really made them stand out yeah. but again maybe to the average Joe you know you don't know do you no but, but again you look at everything and, you, <laughs> and he's awesome right um, we're just going to start wrapping this up so I want to ask you a couple of questions as before we go off right I want to know to you what is the, the the pinnacle tune in Bounce so for you like when you think of Bounce music and you think about the pier you think about going up to Barrow you think about um, Guilty Pleasures you you think about um, Reminisce Festival What what's one tune that you're you, that, that when you think of these times you just think yeah still this, got it this, this fits uh, one for me it's probably still my favourite that I've had since the Barrow days and it uh, I've only ever played that about four times live because it's that much of a tune that it's got to be at that right time. That right, yeah. And it was Darren Tate lifted. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Darren Tate and Marcel Woods or something like that. Yeah. Lifted. For me, that has fitted in everywhere I've been, even though I've only played that at a few a few For places. You, every, every time it sort of worked. It, it, I, like I'll play it in, like I'll be in the mood, I'll play it in the car and it's still that one tune. I mean, it's up there with Brothers and Sisters for me. Mm. You know what I mean? And obviously Brothers and Sisters has been with me. I've played it. All the time, like I've hammered your version, mate. Absolutely, I've played that at probably seventy-five percent of the gigs of adult since you gave me it, yeah. and that's what that's like six years ago. Something like that, yeah, around about that time, like six stuff, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like all the Ash, yeah, Asher and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, uh, just, I, I just love the, the the young MC rap on that. Off the top, I think it sounds class. Right, it worked, uh, didn't it? I'm going to ask you as well now. I'm going to put you on the spot. 
Um, this is not your most popular track, but in your opinion, what is the best track you've done? The best track I've made. Doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be um, the most successful. It's just something that you listen back and you're like, oh, "Fucking smash that, mate!" Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the, the best track I enjoyed making the most was that a uh, uh, suspects, and it was a. Breathing. Breathing. Oh my God, what a fucking tune. The mastering is shocking, but um, uh, but musically. I mean, I haven't actually redone it the last couple of years because it was that bad. Yeah. But musically, it was just thingy. And it was... And I just remember being in work making that when I, yeah. you know, I used to be able to make them all at work. That, that for me, was my favourite tune, but obviously there's been better ones. Her vocal's unbelievable as well. It just works, um, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I'm not usually a massive fan of the big high-pitched vocals, but mm. she's so airy in her voice, it's so good. Yeah, but obviously... And I love, the, the, I love the offbeat you did on that as it well. It was the offbeat too. riff, wasn't it? It was that little thing that, that made it, and I don't normally I'll sit there thinking, it's not good enough, not good enough, and I'll try and do some technical riff when it was like, a less is more, yeah. but it just filled it up so much. But, yeah. When I, I've, I've played, I played bowlers about seven years ago now mm. and I started with that tune Did you? I, I started with um, uh, breathing and do you know something I was a bit sceptical because I was like it's not a well known tune as such is it like the no. original the Suspects one Yeah. it's not massively like it's not like oh everyone knows this tune but it's because it's so euphoric I thought fuck it let's do it and I just I kicked it in on the breakdown and it just worked big hands in the air thing and it's oh, so good eh? yeah. so it's, got, it's got a couple of different drops in it as well hasn't it which yeah, is it's, it is very different yeah um, so I just want to tie this up now then um, I ask this to everybody who comes on um, if you go for a Chinese meal for one um, you're not taking your family with you this is just what you're eating yourself um, what are you getting Start off with sweet and uh, chicken sweet corn soup. Right. Always. I hate sweet corn, mate. But oh, no, sweet corn. I'll go to town, it. Yeah. <laughs> chicken sweet corn soup. Then I'll start it. I mainly go to Chinese, just have a load of shite. Yeah. But I'd be like, something cashew nuts or... I'd probably be uh, black pepper sauce, beef or something. You, fuck, yeah. I, I asked Kenny that on the last podcast and he said beef and black pepper sauce. Did he? I did I. Beef, black pepper sauce, fried it's nice. It, it is nice, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't have it often, like... Yeah. Obviously, I eat a lot of Chinese, is there, so... It's got, yeah, it's got, it's got to have a nice kick. You All know right. what I mean? Like, a little bit of a kick because she, she likes a uh, black bean sauce but I always have uh, black pepper sauce. Nah, black but, bean hasn't got the same kick. It's nice, but it hasn't got, it's more savoury in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Too um, girly. Nice, nice. I'm hungry now. Aye, I'm getting quite hungry. <laughs> so. uh, right, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. And pleasure you know something? I've loved it. Um, is anything you want to plug before you go? Um, uh, and do you want to let people know where they can find you? Find me online anywhere. I've got poomstyles.com forward slash shop if you want to buy any of my older tracks. A lot of stuff coming out on the uh, acceleration and stuff like that. But other than that, I'm just SoundCloud. SoundCloud yep. Poom Styles in it yep. SoundCloud forward slash Poom Styles yeah. check it out thanks for listening don't forget share with your mates nice one cheers